Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. Hey, what's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC. And guess what? Episode 55 of the Sports Bros Podcast. What's the famous 55? It's, it's Terrell Suggs, Junior Seau, White Chocolate Jason Williams. Yeah, it's quite a few famous 55s. And guess what? We got the whole band back together. First, I'm going to introduce, I'm going to let him introduce himself, the almighty be live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? I'm excited about um this podcast, man. To have the um the money man back with us. He he decided to take a little vacation, and um I try to talk trash on his behalf. But you know what? I, n- enough about me. I'm gonna go ahead. I, this will be a first for me. I'm actually not gonna insult the man <laughs> just yet. Just yet. I'm, I'm going to let him go ahead and get his introduction in, and then we'll go from there. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's going to change about, about around the time we told us your XFL thing. And back, <laughs> like bad breath in the morning, the money man, Scotty D. Yes, he's back. Back again. <laughs> Money's back. Tell your friends. Tell them all. Fellas, it is good to be back with you. Um, I'm sorry I got mixed up the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, was, I thought when they were talking about the social distancing thing, that it, it applied to cell phones and stuff too. So I, I I got that cleared up, and I'm happy to be back talking with you guys again. Let's talk some uh, some uh, sports. I guess is what what we're talking about. I mean, there hasn't been anything going on, but let's talk it up, buddy. Sports stuff, sports related talk, sports related topics. That's what we're gonna talk about here at the Sports Bros Podcast. And of course, just because there's no live games going on, uh. There's still something in the world of sports to talk about. For example, the possibility of the NBA looking at a 25-day window to return to basketball. There's been no set date, but according to Brian Windhorst of ESPN, he said it would feature 11 days of individual workouts with social distancing measures in place um, and a 14, yeah, 14 days of training camps before returning to games. Scotty D, what you this, this this sounds like there there may be some NBA basketball in the works. Boy, I hope so. Um, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's kind of sounding like they're going to forgo the rest of the regular season. Is that what Winhorse was getting at? I think if you guys saw the same report I I saw, it sounded like they were just going to try to do uh, a couple weeks of a training camp to just get ready for the playoffs. Did you get did you get that from the sense from that too that? The, the regular season was pretty much going to be already wrapped up. I think I may have missed that information, but uh, it's, it's a possibility. It, yeah, they might just, just hop straight into the playoffs. With that. I, I don't I don't think he outright said that because I don't think he outright knows that. But, um, you know, th- this thing is, is a fluid situation, changing day by day. But if that's what it comes to, man, I think at that point I would be so ecstatic to watch organized sports again. That I would take just a, a playoff. They, they, the NBA. What they missed about a month, I think, the final month of the season. They were through most of the season anyway. Uh, I, I think if that's if that's what it takes to to get it on, let's do it, man. I, I, I at this point, I heard a, actually I heard Winhorst say that Adam Silver was telling anyone if you got any suggestions, we'll take them. You know, just to try to figure out what the best possible course of action would be to get back out there. And I'm not going to be criticizing if they're going to do. Uh, only playoffs, or if they decide to do like an abbreviated one week, week or two season, cram a couple. I, I don't care, man. Just get back out there whenever it's time. You know, I, I enjoyed the horse thing to an extent. You know, I know that's mm. kind of an ongoing thing. I watched Sunday night some of the horse stuff, but boy, I, I just want to see some real camera action. <laughs> you know, watching all these people on TV through camera phones and iPads and stuff is uh, it, it's a little nerve wracking, but. Kudos to the NBA for trying to do that anyway, you know, just to, to reach out and connect with their fans. And however they decide to do it, I'm good. What do you what do you think there, B-Live? Um, well, I mean, everything's still very uncertain, but the 
the process, the fact that they're they're putting plans in action, that they're working on something, is just music to my ears. And so, I mean, there's all. I mean, it could go so many different directions. I mean, essentially, right now, as it looks like, there really wouldn't be too much of any more regular season games. Now, the playoff situation that could be completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been rumors that it could possibly be an NCAA style um, single elimination going into like possibly into like the round of 16 or pay um something similar to that or it could be an 18 playoff with a best of three series um abbreviated playoff or something of that nature and how do you feel about that as opposed to like doing a march madness thing would you rather see the series or a one and done kind of deal i see the only Mm -hmm. The only reason why I would not be a fan of the one and done things because that's not necessarily how the NBA has been set up. I agree. Um, So it's one of those things where, God forbid, right now, just just left field, God forbid that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are healthy right now. And the Golden State Warriors that have been stinking up the NBA this entire year goes on an absolute tear and it's just one game they've got to put it all together and next thing you know they're just in the midst of everything just wreaking havoc and they haven't necessarily earned the right to be there you know what i'm saying well so, right I, yeah I, I, that that would definitely make this stuff a lot more interesting and i was actually even thinking about this when this the back at the beginning a month ago when they first were scrapping the nba when they first put the suspension in place i actually thought this might benefit the Lakers because LeBron James is going to get some extra rest. And after not playing a lot of last year and having extended time off over the summer, he looked fantastic in the fall and, you know, through the winter, you know, he, mm-hmm. he had a little bit more, more pep in his step. He was more healed up and rested than he had been. So I thought that that could be to the Lakers advantage, but I hadn't even really thought about the, some of those injured players coming back like that. that that's an interesting take. Yeah, that, that is an interesting take, man, about having some of these um, players. Think about it. They, they've probably been hurt since, like, training camp or got hurt at, like, before the All-Star break, and now they had, like, what, a whole a whole extra month? Just, yeah, just and it could together. end up being an extra two to three by the time they get back out there. Yeah, so it's just um, – it, 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 it makes it interesting, very interesting, especially Scotty D, like you said, with the Golden State situation. You know, you get a – uh, a 100% clay and a 100% Steph back, and it's like, oh, now now it looks different. It looks real different. Be like, go ahead. So I mean, essentially, like like I said, that would that would be one of the like downsides to that whole um, single elimination one game, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same note, like I think me personally, I think I think the first round should be single elimination. Then get to the round of sixteen with three game series, round of eight, three game series, round of four, five game series, and NBA Finals seven games. I don't know. This me. I don't know. I think like yeah. that, that'll give us something to where like who knows like right now if you cut off the if you cut it off right now to sixteen teams, you who knows who would have made that last push. Like teams have been playing, yeah. teams plan on making that last playoff push. They rest the players now to make it to this point. Like, hey, all right, we need to grind it out. We need to win these games. And the fact that it got interrupted, I would say that will give like the six, um, 16 through 24 seeded teams, they'll give them that opportunity to still have a chance to play, play it in. So essentially like, that that's a thought process. There's a lot of different things that could happen, but the simple fact that that there are plans in place that they're talking about it, it's just oh, please, please, we're salivating yeah. over here. But, we are salivating I, over here. I actually don't think they are in a position even at this point where they feel like they they need to rush. I mean, I I, I even heard a scenario where the start of next season could be delayed into early December just so they would have some time off between the end of this season and the next. And, and I, I, I'm for that. I mean, this, this COVID thing isn't just a 
going to affect us in a matter of three months. It's going to affect all the sports over the course of the next year. I mean, this is going to be a long-term thing. So if the NBA has to move their schedule next year back a little bit, you know, who cares really? I mean, why, why is that? I don't understand why that would be such a big deal. So I think the NBA has the luxury of taking their time and dragging this thing out into late summer, early fall if they have to. And if that's, if that's what it takes to get to declare a champion with the best possible playoff system, then I'm for that too. I, I, I don't necessarily need to see a one and done or maybe a best of five, you know, in a couple rounds before going to the best of seven. However, again, I, I'm just going to be happy to see sports. So whatever they come up with, I'm going to, I'm going to watch. Live action sports. That's what we want to see. Oh. Uh, uh, I think what, as of what, what yesterday, we're recording on Monday. I think yesterday was made like what a whole full month, like no live basketball. Yep. Like when it, when it all went down, I believe it, all it went crazy. I believe it was March 12th, March 13th. That does sound correct. Yep. That is yeah. actually, that is exactly the date, March 13th. Yeah, a, a, a whole month and no live basketball. But, you know, ESPN, they're doing their part by giving us this horse competition and giving us this uh, NBA 2K players tournament. Yeah, you know, now, now's the time to, hey, they're looking for content. You, you, you know it's hard times when ESPN, when they're showing WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay? When they're showing, like, WrestleManias from, like, last year and, and, and the year before. While we're on the topic of the NBA – uh, there seems to be some friction in Utah, if you will, between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Now, fellas, as we all know, um, Rudy Gobert was joking about COVID-19. He started touching everything, and then a few days later, <laughs> he got sick, and he messed around and got that wrong too. And it wound up, um, he wound up, you know, infecting several players, including his teammate Donovan Mitchell, if what I heard, fellas, um, they might be bumping heads. I think um, Donovan Mitchell said that he hadn't really talked to him since, you know, it happened. And he's been real sure about, well, you know, I heard he's well. Hope he's doing well. I heard he's well. And that's really it. And and Rudy Gobert's like, oh, it's overblown. We've talked and everything. So, um, fellas, but this is, a, this, is, this, is, this is interesting once again. Like this whole Rudy Gobert and Donovan um, – Mitchell's situation. Be, be live. What do you think about this? Well, I mean, essentially, uh, it goes back to uh, a lot of rumblings well beforehand that a lot of, a lot of, it's not, it is not just Donovan Mitchell. It was a lot of, a lot of players in that locker room that were not happy with just how cavalier Rudy Gobert was. And it's now to the point where I've, I've read a couple of reports where they're, um, the Jazz are already shopping Rudy Gobert, and, and there's also there's been a possibility looking at that he might join the Dallas Mavericks. And could Ooh. you could you imagine that lineup of Rudy Gobert, Kristaps Porzingis, and um, Luka Doncic? Woo! That's dangerous. But mm-hmm. essentially, like I say, it, the the locker room itself, not just Donovan Mitchell, but the locker room as a whole when it comes to Utah Jazz have, have grown sour to uh, Rudy Gobert and his antics. And, I mean, we've all seen the the fallout to what what essentially happened. I mean, again, maybe it's a little bit overblown, but literally his antics can be a, attributed to the fallout of all major professional sports. Because that that was the that was the domino that fell when mm-hmm. when Rudy Gobert was um tested positive for it. That was the domino that was like, oh, okay, this is this is out there. We need to make a move. Boom, boom, shut it down, 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 and so on and so forth. So doesn't necessarily surprise me here at all. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, um, got to make business decisions and. What's best for the team, the franchise, and I, I like I said, I don't see anything wrong with this at all. Scotty D, where you at on this whole Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell rivalry well, beef situation? Well, I, I did actually hear Gobert in that interview that uh, Bilai was talking about, or you may have mentioned that uh, he said that it was kind of overblown and that things were cool. Haven't heard from Donovan Mitchell yet, but Donovan Mitchell, from what I've seen in his young career, is a pretty reasonable young guy. We don't know yet. You know, these guys have been isolated from one another since that's happened. We don't know yet if they have had a chance to sit and actually talk it through. Because I know 
Rudy Gobert has been contrite about that since it's happened. He's been apologetic and he's made some financial donations to help out with this situation. So that's just one of those things that it might be lingering right now, might be festering, but we, we don't know. They, they may have had uh, a private conversation or text. And, you know, when you get back in your team atmosphere and you're back together, then that could be something that could be addressed going forward. I, I think it's a little bit too early to, to start shopping Rudy Gobert as a trade trade piece especially considering, you know, Utah's a pretty good team and the season by all accounts is not over. But um, I, it's, it's just, it's hard to tell, especially considering we don't know who gave who the virus, you know, it just, Rudy Gobert's actions were definitely reckless by doing all that stuff. But again, at that point, none of us knew exactly what we were facing with this pandemic. No, that's true. We, we, we we don't know. We don't know. And you know, I was watching a. Uh, I was watching Undisputed with Skip and Shannon this morning, and just like Shannon Sharp said, you know what happens when you trade from you know when you trade for big time stars, you're returning. You know, what you get back, you don't never. You know, you you never get back anything. You know, anything of equal or greater value for a star player of that magnitude. So if they wind up trading them, I mean, Utah might get screwed out the deal. I just think that um, there's two ways to look at this. I mean, they could be mad when he's like, you know what, man, things happen. I'm not mad at you. And Rudy can be like, you know what, I understand why you're mad because, you know, you were having a good season and we we had momentum. And due to me being, you know, you know, due to my antics and me just being oh, passive about it and next thing you know, I tested positive for COVID-19, then it's like, hey, you know, I have, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And I have to, it, growing up, man, growing up, he's he, he 27. It, it's, it's one of life lessons, another one of life's lessons. You know what I mean? Yeah, and again, we don't know what uh, what the personal relationship is between those because we, we only hear the media side of it. So we'll see. We'll see if that if that becomes an issue going forward. Too early to tell. Right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad everybody's doing well. Just this, this that's that's, yeah, that's what I'm concerned sure. about. Everybody's doing well. Yeah, because uh, yeah, just if, if earlier today, um, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, his mother, um, the latest victim of COVID nineteen. So um, stay in the house, listen to your governors. Um, even if your governor seems slow, um, act accordingly and uh, take care of yourself. To the NFL draft, fellas, it is ten days away, and um. From the looks of it, it might be going virtual. Yeah, it might be going virtual. Roger Goodell said he'll probably be announcing the picks from his basement. I wonder what kind of look he got. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> you know, he probably got that McAllen 24 up under there. But, um, yeah, every, like I said, COVID-19 just has an effect on everything. So, be like, what you think about this whole uh, live from Goodell's basement, the 2020 NFL Draft? Um, it's one. It's one of those things again that just the show must go on, especially with something as big as the Shield, the NFL, and um, damn it, damn it. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's one of those things where um, I'm glad it's going virtual. That I mean, again, with practicing um, social distancing and everything like that, it just sucks. For these players that did the the draft, the moment to walk up on the stage to get the get the hat to shake the hand of the uh, commissioner, the eager, like I said, the, the the pomp and circumstance that goes behind it is very unfortunate for this draft class. Same as it goes for like your collegiate athletes that are graduating, your high schoolers that are supposed to be great. It's just, it's just, just, you wait your entire life for this very moment. And it's just, it's disrupted. It's abbreviated. So it's, um, again, the show must go on. At the end of the day, you, you get the jersey, you get your name on the back and all, you get the contract and all things that go along with it. And I mean, Again, like I said, pomp and circumstance. Some things, yeah, we don't necessarily need, but it's one of those things that makes sports what it is. And so it's unfortunate that it is this way. But again, the show must go on. And 
us as fans, we greatly well, appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you it. what I'm going to miss. The- Scotty, D- Scotty D with the next pick, the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys select. Yeah, well, you know what? Next <laughs> next week we'll uh, do a little bit of draft preview. That'll, that'll be kind of fun to talk about some of that stuff because uh, you already see Kuiper and McShay and all these guys talking about us. So we'll do a little of that next week. But I- I'll tell you, the one thing I'm going to miss the most about the draft is just watching Goodell get booed out of the building because I can't stand him. <laughs> I love when he gets up to the podium every year, and, and no matter what city he's in, it is just relentless. They hate him everywhere you go. And so I, I'll miss that, and I'm going to be jealous when I see what kind of basement this guy's got because I'm sure it's probably nicer than any any home I've ever lived in. It's probably like a, a – a... A condominium, a whole condo in the basement. He's yeah, you know, he's, he's not going to be sitting there reading off uh, draft picks next to a leaky pipe and an old broken down pool table. You know, <laughs> it's, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. They are looking like, uh, hey guys, let's have a fancy draft in my, my basement. We're going to your basement. Uh, we're going to your basement with the basement with the funny smell and <laughs> yeah. the mold and the critters and, and the bed bugs. Oh, no, not Roger Goodell. Team man, Roger Goodell, like he might be a McAllen 12 drinker. He, he he might be, he might be. But yeah, the NFL draft going virtual, man. Um, you know, it's like you said, man, it's, it's the pomp and circumstances. I mean, you know, this year, you know, we won't have a moment where we see Falcons uh Tech McKinley, him crying and cussing on the stage, saying it's over for his grandma. Um, the loud suits. Uh, we won't have our Aaron Rodgers, Brady Quinn moment. Big draft parties. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big old old draft parties. It it is, it'll, 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 it'll be different. And Scotty D alluded to next week, uh, we going to have you a little draft preview. The reason we ain't been talking about the draft is because how many times are we going to talk about the draft leading up to the week before the draft and then the draft happens? We're going to be drafted the hell out. That's one thing that we do that the other networks don't do. They they just drive it home, drive it home, drive it home, drive it home. Okay, I got it. It's Joe Burrow, Chase Young, and then everybody else. Everybody else. So, um, yeah, that's that, man, for the NFL going virtual. Something new, something different. And speaking, of, speaking of something new and something different, it ain't different, but it's back to where it was. B-Live and Scotty D have had a debate about the XFL. <laughs> This is this is what you've all been waiting for. Yeah, this this is the main event. First day, Scotty come back. Hey man, I gotta go ahead and put you in the ring, man. I'm, I'm giving you your NXT caller right now, man. I need you at Raw. I need you at Raw ASAP. All right. So, who was right and who was wrong about the staying power of the XFL? Was it B Live or Scotty D? We gonna go Scotty D first. Then we gonna go B Live, and then I'm gonna tell you. Well, I, think. I have made no secret about my disdain for it. I, I, week in and week out, have told you I could barely stomach to look at it. And, you know, it, it wasn't going to work. And Vincent Mann was crazy for trying it again. And then this past week, what a surprise they are going to cease operations. And the defense rests. All right. Are you, are you the- that, are you kidding me? <laughs> you've, you've had you've had a couple of weeks prepared for this moment because you've you've doomed the XFL from the start, and you're telling me that that's the best. You I can called do? a turd a turd as soon as I saw it in the bowl. Wow! <laughs> Somebody so, put a turd to punch bowl. <laughs> so you so you so you're telling me that regardless of all the sad events that have happened in the world that the XFL was doomed to fail. You, that's what you're telling me, right? That's what you're that's, going with? That's, that's the how truth. You feel. It's, it's not coming back. That's not, the, that's not the truth. It is the truth. The XFL said we are ceasing operations. The XFL is no more. But yeah, it's not because of what you said. Well, be, that the NBA was... has ceased operations, but are they coming back? Yes. The NHL has ceased operations, but are they coming back? <laughs> yes, they are. Major League Baseball, they're planning on playing in a bubble. Most del- no, 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 no. In a bubble. No, no, no. You're not going to sit here with – okay, okay. Let me, th- let me take this in real quick. You're telling me right now, because, because of this pandemic – 
like and they have no way of generating money it's just like any business you're going to lose money the first year that you do anything because you're because of cost of production the advertising marketing everything that you put into the product you're waiting on a return and for the first five weeks they had a one week product one good week the reason they're not coming back is because they were drawing about 45 people a game and about 200 viewers on tv nationwide (laughs) you said 45 so you so you (laughs) Um, so the correct numbers are twenty thousand people a game on average. Twenty thousand. No, that was well, one stadium. The, the other stadiums were having about thirty. No, 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 no thirty. <laughs> game. They were averaging. They were averaging twenty thousand. I did my research, unlike you, sir. Because 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 didn't because didn't the Battle Hawks lead the league in attendance like what, yeah about one three one weeks team in a row? Drew like yeah, twenty thousand. Everyone else had just their parents coming to the game. Yeah. Wow! No, no. Do you do better research? You I don't need to, have do, to better. do better. I said because this, this league, league was going to last a year, and I was wrong. It didn't even last a year. Because the, oh my goodness! <laughs> How dare you, sir? How right. dare you? But anyway, I'm because we can talk about this all day and night. For okay, yes, facts that are on the wall. Their XFL has ceased operations. They filed for Chapter 11 um, bankruptcy. Yes, the XFL is no more. That is a fact. It is not because of um, the mediocrity of the sport, as Scott would love to Sure it was, because if the stadiums were full and the ratings were high, they would make a way to come back next year, but that wasn't the case. No, there's no way. You can only make but so much money. Now, granted, yes, it would have had a little bit more staying power if they would have drawn 60, 70, 80,000 people, which we knew that it wasn't going to do, but it drew enough. If it, if it stayed the way it was with the amount of people that were showing up, the amount of people that were viewing, which averaged on the brinks of 2 million viewers a game, <laughs> do your research. Again, Fake do news. better. If it is, Wow. Your mouth. Your mouth. Your mouth. So disrespectful. If it had stayed on, that, it would have stayed right where it was. It was already there. If it had stayed right there throughout the season, there would have been no question, no doubt. They had already announced that they had every plans of being back on the, in the 2021 season. It sucks, guess so what? Not. There's no... That's... You know what? Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Here we go. So... Just, um, waited, <laughs> waited, waited two long weeks for this. I was glad to have him back, and then here he come with the bull. All right, so here we go. All right, so according to a source, a reputable uh, source, uh, Vince McMahon reported to lose $375 million on the XFL. So this is the second time, well, actually, I think he had to eat this one himself, but I think um, I think him and Dick Ebersol had the first incarnation of the XFL. All right, so here come the judge, the grand jury, and me, the honorable Eduardo Frijo, a.k.a. Eddie Cool. All right, so check it out. I look at it like this. Scott, I see where you're coming from. B-Live, I see where you're coming from. B-Live, I see where you're coming from because the XFL was an alternative to the NFL. Because I liken it to AEW and the WWE or WWE and WCW back in the day. The alternative, the alternative. And the thing about it is the NFL, they're not worried about no kind of competition, none whatsoever. Just think about it. This is the third league, the third league that went belly up. The USFL in the 80s and two incarnations of the XFL. And Scotty D, I see where you come from. Because the exit, because the NFL is tried and true and is ingrained in American culture, from the G on the Green Bay helmet to the star on the Dallas Cowboys to them brown helmets for the Cleveland Browns, and to that one logo, the steel logo of the Pittsburgh Steelers, it is ingrained. The National Football League is a part of American culture. The XFL was going to take some time 
for people to get, you know, to warm up to. I mean, you had a think about it, you had an interesting story. You had an undefeated team going into week five. Granted, you they're not the best athletes play on Sunday and Thursday and whatever, uh, you know, Sunday, Thursday, and Monday. You also have other athletes over here who who are borderline or just don't have what it takes to make it there. So I look at XFL as like, okay, instead of going to Canada, I still can stay here in the States and chase his dream and still play football at a some at a professional level. So I get both I get both you guys' argument. I get I get them both because I stayed up. I'm like, you know what? I said, here's what Scotty D, here's what B Live thinks about it, and that's what I've come with. So there ain't no right or wrong answer because as you said, B Live, if it wasn't for COVID nineteen, um, we wouldn't know what the XFL would be. And Scotty D, you know. Some of the players are lackluster because they did need play at the quarterback position to because you know the quarterbacks are the stars. Yeah, they suck in the NFL. In the, if you ask you, okay, and they were XFL, they were terrible. I I, I went on record as saying that. Yeah, before. I mean other than yeah, I mean other than PJ Walker who was who wanted to get a job for Carolina, something must have happened. But we know we know how that is. So guys, I say like this: I get both sides. Well, the thing is, I Break said there down. would not be XFL Delicious. in 2021, and that's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> wow. No. no. Your, your reasoning behind all, all, it is all just I'm dead wrong. Is I made a prediction, and it, it appears that prediction is going to come true. So, so you predicted COVID nineteen. You put you, no, yes, you did. did. That's exactly what you said. That's exactly. That's no, exactly I predicted the XFL would not be back next you year. You said that you predicted this. You predicted this. You predicted that the XFL would not make it, and the reason why the XFL did not make it was because of COVID nineteen. Because in interviews at midseason, Jeffrey Pollock and the XFL commissioner Oliver Luck said the league was poised for a strong finish to carry momentum into twenty twenty one. They had no doubt in their mind that they were going to go into twenty twenty one. They had the momentum; it was there. Looking at the stats, the fir- the first week three point one two million views for game um, per game. Going into week five, they averaged around one point five. That's just like everything that goes on. Everybody has their has a moment they're like, oh, we're gonna check this out. Then it it um trickled down a little bit, but 1.5 million and yet they ran unopposed and didn't nuts. even have March Madness to compete with at that point. And once that happened, they were gonna be out of business, which they are, which is why I am now done talking no, no, no. about that defunct league. Well, you think, well then you, you uh, but then if you're done and then if you're done talking Go about ahead. it, then I'm gonna sure, conclude sure. this matter okay. and just saying that you were wrong. Okay. You're wrong, and you're wrong. The XFL would have been back in 2021 if it had not been for this pandemic, and that's all I have to say about that. Life is like a box of chocolates. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Sports Bros Podcast. By the fans, for the fans. ESPN, they got Max and Stephen A. All right. FS1, they got Skip and Shannon. I guess. But here, you got the almighty B-Live and the money man, Scotty D. In your earphones, in your ears, in your cars, your Bluetooth speaker, every Tuesday. This is the Sports Bros Podcast. Uh, Yeah, and we, yes, and we are moving right along. And I'm going to do like I did last week. Hit it, button. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Thank you once again to the wonderful and lovely Miss Button for the introduction to our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. Look, man, I, 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 I done, 50-some plus episodes, I done told y'all, she ain't lying, this woman tell you the truth. And if you don't understand that, I don't know what to tell you. Am I going to write it down for you? No, because you can't read nothing, listen to a podcast. You can't see it, like John Cena. So anyways... Scotty D, what's the question for this week's choice <laughs> so the, of voices? The question <laughs> in question was, uh, in light of the COVID-19 situation going on and us losing sporting events, what sporting event huh? what sporting event would you hate to miss or hate to see canceled more than any other? And we did exclude the Super Bowl because we just are going to naturally assume Nobody would want to miss the Super Bowl because that's kind of been a, become a national holiday for us. So 
other than the Super Bowl, what sporting event would you just hate to see canceled more than any other? All right, so here we go. Martin Tracy, Maddie Ice says, the most devastating events I will miss the most are the Summer Olympics. And since there are so many events, I thought I would list them. Number one, dressage or dressage, depending on where you come from, how I will miss watching huh. horses dance. Um, this is the edit, edited version of Sports Rolls Podcast. You should have heard how I butchered this word. Thanks, fellas, for helping me with that because I ain't never heard it pronounced like that before. So, yeah, dressage. How I will miss watching horses dance. Well, you got race walking, badminton, um, synchronized swimming. He's got a, he got a handful of summer yeah. Olympic events here that I think he might have been messing with us, guys. <laughs> of course he was. Yeah, because I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly. I'm going yeah, trampoline gymnastics, rhythmic gymnastics, synchronized swimming, badminton, yeah. and race walk. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I wa- watching Olympic badminton. Dude, I enjoy I all enjoy the it. Olympic events. I, 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 I watch. It. I watch it. I love this stuff because <laughs> it's rare, and you only get to see it once every four years. Right. It's the Olympics. It's the Olympics. So, uh, yeah, Mark Tracy, we are many guys. We're with you, man. Our sentiments go to uh, missing the Summer Olympics. Which hopefully yeah, hope, will go on so. next all year. Those, all those kids that were training for that this year all get to make it there next year. If they, you know, I know some of them still had to earn their spot, but man, that that sucks to work your whole life to be, you know, the opportunity to be an Olympian. It already sucks. Like we were talking about for the NBA or NFL draft picks, you know, their their night's going to be different than any other in history. But at least they're still going to get drafted and still play their sport. But the you know the Olympic thing that's. That's something that only comes around once once every four years, and for some of them, once in a lifetime. So I do hope that the majority of those kids are get their get their shot at it next year in Japan. You're right, Scotty D, because once we hear we hear them that one time in the Olympics, yeah. that's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, just like Rulon Gardner, he was rest, you know, Olympic wrestler. WWE wasn't throwing no contract yeah. at him. And that was it. <laughs> Kurt Angle was a long case. All right, so now we got Sean Connors, probably the most we are missing right now. He was referring, he was referring to the referring Masters, to... I know for a fact, because I, I, I know him in, in missing the Masters. Okay. Um, it, that sucked. Yeah, that really sucked. You know, and, this, this, and the reason uh, I know Sean yeah. is referring to that is because for many, many years, Sean and I and a, a big group of guys would get together on Masters Sunday and play our own golf tournament in the morning and then watch the Masters together in the afternoon. And maybe – do a little imbibe of some alcoholic beverages, that kind of thing. But anyway, the the Master Sunday was a special day for us for a long time. So that's still that's to me that's my favorite golf tournament to watch. So that one hurts. Sean's right about that one. And then there no was Monday no after Monday the after the Masters, which is a which is a big event, yeah. big event in North Myrtle Beach. So I mean that that affected a lot of people in the hometown and everything like that. So no no hootie nope. in the blowfish this year. I don't know what I mean, oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> please, please leave that in the episode. And we apologize for the <laughs> dolphins made me cry. Yeah. Shout out to Rodney. <laughs> dolphins fan. We cover all basic sports bowls podcasts. Uh, yes, definitely, Sean Connors, man. Uh, I think the Masters will be played um, in November, November ninth, if I'm not mistaken. How do I know? Because because November ninth is the day after my birthday. November eighth. Uh, let the brother hold some money. Um, moving right along, we got we got Craig Burns. He said season twelve of American. Yeah, Ninja uh, I tell you, I'll, I'll take this one because um, you know Craig Burns has been one of our listeners since October, and that's when I personally met him at the beast ninja gym um craig has two sons that are very much into doing the the ninja training one which uh, the older son is is very advanced outstanding at at, you know competing in this ninja warrior stuff and i tell you this community of of ninja warriors of of the ninja community i should say people are doing this obstacle course training is growing and it is so cool to see these people that are part of this so American Ninja Warrior is pretty much the basis of that. So that actually is a, is a big event. So uh, I don't know what the status is on that. I, I really, I really don't, but um, 
you know, I, I know that that is a big deal in the in the ninja community, the the off school course training community. So, I, I hope if they are missing out, I hope they are able to get back to that sooner rather than later as well. That is very fascinating oh, TV. That is very fascinating TV. Just to, yeah, just to see just to see you know people that look like you know just people doing feats of strength and will and, oh. and looking like superheroes it's like a, looking real otherworldly. It's, it's a pleasure real watching these athletes do things that are so much different than normal athletic feats. So, uh, shout out to American Ninja Warrior. I'm about to say, yeah, you too, Scotty. Yeah, you too, Scotty. Dean, for you to work at um at Beast Ninja, you you get yeah. to see this firsthand. Yeah. So it's kind of like wow, <laughs> you know, wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, shout out to Craig Burns for that one. Doug Sieber says again, women's curling. Our leg, but... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Another leg puller. Got you. See you. No, right. no, no, no. <laughs> and I shoot. Um, do we didn't uh, I? I don't remember which episode it was. That was Valentine's episode, was it? And we, um, who who mentioned um one of the ladies on the Canadian women's curling team? Was that was that Maddie Ice? Answer? If I'm not mistaken, it sounds like uh Maddie Ice, yeah. So yeah, I, and I had to look her up. I was like, hey, okay, some okay. cuties on the um, women's curling team. I don't care. I don't. I don't care if they they're joking or not. <laughs> I'm gonna take it seriously because I love my sports. Yeah, everybody got everybody got jokes. They want to be a comedian on. I can go for the women's choices of the voices. No sports, I'd watch it right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know a I don't know a scoring system, but it's it's looking like an athletic, a a a football move, if you will, two feet and slot. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's better than anything. Now, there's only so many times. We can watch replays only <laughs> so many times. Help us. Damn you, COVID-19. All right, so here we go. We got Rob G. He said, to be honest, and I think he can vouch for all of us, March Madness. Literally every game was do or die, and it didn't matter how much the lead is. It always came down to the very, very end. Um, I'm I'm a, um, piggyback on this one. Um, Rob is, um, was a um, – um, co-worker of mine he worked with me at max um young gentleman he's very very avid into sports he he definitely follows and scotty d i swear for everything if you say something smart he definitely enjoys soccer as well he's a carolina hurricane um um hockey fan as well um and so but he's definitely one one of those guys he um he finished up his work and then, sure enough, after he done um, done at work, he'd be he'd get a, he'd get him a snack, something to eat, and watch all the sports that we have on the TVs there at Max. So um, he was that we were all geared up for March Madness, and that was one of those things where we just we, it just did not happen. And it's it's one of those things when we look back twenty years from now, this is one of those things. We, this is something that we'll carry with us for the rest of our lives. It's just. 2020, the year yep. that was and wasn't. So, uh, yeah, from, from Kobe Bryant dying, Australia burning down, and then here come COVID 19. Man, look, <laughs> look, look. I don't, whoo, yeah, go ahead, be like, but no, that, yeah, that was the year, but that's exactly what, what it is. And I mean, that that is pretty much that, a lot of people are feeling that same way about March Madness. So, Yep. Anything about this? I was gonna actually <laughs> do my brackets this year. Go figure, right? Right. The one time I decided to get right, the world just want to shut down. Uh, all because yeah. some dude want to eat a bat. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm joking. <laughs> severely joking. Severely joking. All right, Uncle Max. Speaking of goats and OGs, we got Uncle Max. He said, "College football, I would be devastated." Man, Uncle Max, <laughs> you know what? Whew. You 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 yeah. speak for all three of the sports bros. Yeah, all three of the sports bros because you, I I tell you why you know, Scotty D he'll be able to watch the fighting Pat and Arduzies, and this year it might be a little in question. Me, I gotta watch you know Will Must Chump in the fighting game Cox at least give a f- and fight, and then be live. Well, this year if they don't play, he probably won't be bragging about it all roads lead to Dabo's usually does. <laughs> There's no college football. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, no. Hold on. 
I'm I'm gonna jump on this real quick because um Max, Uncle Max, I 100% agree. That is my answer as well. There's a reason why I want to go ahead and jump into this is because college football really. I mean, that is one of our staples here at the Sports Flows Podcast. We have our own hashtag for that very reason, as Scott has already alluded to. All roads lead to Dabo. That is yep. my answer. College football, I'm not, I get, yeah. get it together, people. Stay yep. at home so we can have college football. Please, 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 please stay at home. All right. Yeah, that was um, that was a good one, Uncle Max. Yeah, co- college football um, is very near and dear to our hearts. As B-Live mentioned, there is a hashtag, thanks to college football, all roads lead to Dabo, and thanks to Scotty D, all roads lead to Dabo's <laughs> front porch. Or all roads lead to Dabo's gazebo, however you want to put it. All right, terrible. Pete Talansky says missing the World Series. Uh, he said would be devastating because baseball is America's favorite pastime. Of course, um, when the season was canceled during the strike-shortened season of 1994, he hated it. He said baseball is a great sport by far. He said he's watched every World Series since 1975, minus the strike-shortened '94 season. He said he don't want to miss another one. Um, since 1903, there have only been two years where there were no World Series, 1904 and 1994. Please, and let's not add 2020 to the list of years there were no World Series. Um, yeah, yeah world, the World Series is one of those things where it's like, okay, you got the Masters, you got March Madness, you got the World Series. This Kentucky Derby. And in the world world series, it's that it's there. Like and and, and without it, seems yeah, a little different. Um, you know, I actually debated of making this my choice, and that's because I look forward to the fall so much every year. I love I love when the football season kicks off and the weather cracks a little bit, and the baseball playoffs. Not not just the world series, but the baseball postseason. Man, I love baseball postseason. I love the intensity of it. I love when there's the first round has four games on in one day, man. I, I that to me that doesn't get much better than that. And it, it did suck in '94 when uh, we lost it. So it's hard for me to not say that one. I think I'm going to go with March Madness, though, just because I, I'm feeling the effects of that right now. You know, just knowing that. I mean, we're recording this on mm-hmm. Monday, but last Monday would have been the night of the national championship game. Hard to believe we lost all those games and you know the excitement because in the same way you know you have the weather change and the seasons change in the fall you have that basically in march too where you're getting out of the dark the dark days of january and february and march madness comes along and the whole country is is riveted with their with their brackets and you know a lot of people don't watch college basketball very much until march comes around so this year not having the opportunity to watch these kids excel on their you know last last chance someone with the seniors and um someone making their last case to to be nba players boy that hurt this year not not having march madness because to me the best two days of sports of the entire year are the first thursday and the first friday of the ncaa tournament whenever everybody's in and you're you're just starting off and there's basketball on from noon till midnight all day long man i love that i love just just plant myself in front of the TV and watching that stuff all day. So, you know, I it, it may feel different to me when, world, you know, if baseball would come around, I'd have no baseball playoffs. And that I, I could certainly see myself swinging back the other way. But because of the sting of losing March Madness for the first time, I'm going to say that one is my choice. All right. Well, my choice, I would have to go with Terrible Pete on that one, man. The, the World Series, just like as I, you know, like I said, you know, as the NFL is ingrained in American culture, so is baseball in the World Series. I mean, I'll be completely honest with y'all. There ain't no way in hell I'm watching 162 games, but oh, come to playoffs, there's nothing like playoff baseball drama. Matter of fact, I remember when the Indians were in the playoffs and they played the Red Sox, and I was here in Cleveland and I watched it live, and there was a slight chill in the air, not too, too cold, you know, just you know, you know, um, cool enough for some jeans, warm enough by a uh, yeah. shirt. We out there, out there by the lake, by Lake Erie at Progressive Field. And, you know, I got to see Big Poppy play for possibly the last time. And I get to see, you know, 
just being there and being a part of the atmosphere and just seeing a home run being hit there and everywhere is it is is yeah. it's something that sticks with you forever. But to imagine that, right. that, that, that and that was the the playoffs, but the World Series, like we saw with um, was it Cleveland and Chicago? Oh, now, just imagine if we didn't have yeah, that. What a historic World Series that would in twenty sixteen. Yeah, that that would I would I, I would be sick. I would cry. It would just and I'm not no big big baseball fan, but like, hey, this is you know baseball. The World Series is must see TV, high level drama. I mean, think about it. Uh, Joe Batista with the uh, Joy Batista with the bat flip. Um, yeah. Kirk Gibson with the home run, hitting and injured, hobbled. Um, a Rodas Chapman doing a Rodas Chapman stuff, and then Luis Gonzalez getting that hit, and, and, and for the Diamondbacks win the first ever World Series championship against the Yankees, yeah. and then let's not forget the Marlins. Okay, now just imagine all those all those memories, all those memorable moments taken away due to some damn COVID nineteen. So, uh, yeah, I just want an epic rant, and you and you see why. The World Series. I, I'm, my, I, choice. my choice was. Like, you already told you your choice, did you? National Champions um, Championship, the playoffs. But I want to take a moment. I want to take a moment because um, Scotty D, you you hit on March Madness, and there's one thing that we really haven't mentioned about the loss of March Madness: Selection Sunday. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite days. Selection Sunday. Yep. Seeing these kids because a lot of these schools, all they have is that um their conference tournament, just a shot in the shot in the pan. Hopefully, be a fifteen or sixteen seed. Their their conference only gets one automatic bid, and seeing these kids just elated when their name is called when they're on, on the bracket. So if I could take just a second, I want to give a shout-out to the teams that actually already clinched but didn't get to play. So I'm starting off with the Mountain West, mm. Utah State, Ohio Valley automatic bid went to Belmont, Big South went to Winthrop, Missouri Valley went to Bradley. The Atlantic Sun went to Liberty. Southern, the Southern Conference automatic bid went to East Tennessee State. Ivy League was Yale. Um, yep. And so Yale. Remember, um, remember they didn't they have had, a tournament. They were, it was the regular season. Yep. Um, the CAA automatic bid went to Hofstra. Horizon Conference went to Northern Kentucky. Um, I believe it's a Northeastern Conference. NEC automatic bid goes to Robert Morris. Um, Summit League um, automatic bid went to North mm-hmm. Dakota State. And the, and the West Coast Conference the Bison. Um, went to Gonzaga. Gonzaga, no, we knew they were going to make it in. But once again, these teams, they clinched. They made it into the tournament. All the other ones were still up for grabs of course. So, you know, some teams were going to make it, but though they'd actually made it to the big dance and were sitting at home ready to go, and then they canceled everything. So that's just that's just devastating. That, like... Yep. Whew. Good call, B-Live. Fellas, that was good. Good, 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 great, great, great. Now more than ever. Um, I got a I got a one A and one B. One A was the World Series. One B is the NBA Finals. Now there's marquee games that we watch, and then to know that the season is on halt due to COVID nineteen, and knowing that it's, it'll be an abbreviated season, and they're trying to put the season together, back together to resume it. Um, the NBA Finals, man, it was just wow. It's, it's just and, and not having no NBA Finals will definitely be felt because if I don't watch any basketball throughout the year, I will keep up enough with it, just enough to watch the finals. Yeah, hopefully and we don't what have that. What's going on? <sighs> yeah, it's just yeah. I, I don't. I don't know what to do. I mean, I can. I can. It, it's kind of like okay, we got an abbreviated version of WrestleMania, but we can't have no NBA Finals yeah. and no World Series. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. <laughs> I think I speak for all sports fans. 
And we want to give a shout to Sean Connors, Craig Burns, Doug, Rob G, Uncle Max, Terrible Pete Talansky, Trey Dizzle. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention um, Richard Metzger. <laughs> he said Tiddlywink Super Bowl in the Cornhole Championship. All right, we want to give a shout-out to Rich, Trey Duke, <laughs> Pete Talan- Terrible Pete, Uncle Max, Rob G, Doug Sievers, Craig, Sean Connors, and Matty Ice, as crazy as his answers was. All right, Scotty D, what we got for next week's All question? All right, so for the choice. this is a good one. For the um, <laughs> question for next week is, as sports fans, who would you select on your Mount Rushmore of sports announcers. I know last year we, we did a question where we said, who do you think is the best announcer in sports today? Where we just picked our single guy who we liked or gal who we liked today in today's sports world. But this could be of all time, your all time favorite, your, or who you think is the best announcers in the history of sports. And you're going to know four because that's the Mount Rushmore. Could ah, it be Al Michaels or could it be Howard Cosell? <laughs> couple goals, couple goals. So, yeah. Voices of the game. I mean, we watch the game, but then again, the voices, they help bring everything to life. Do you believe in miracles? Doris yes. Burke's definitely going to be hey, on mine. You know, that's you know that. You know, so, uh, Doris Burke is on my That's the question. Absolutely. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised? I'll right, give myself the go-home cue because I'm ready to get up out of here along with my sports bros. So you know what that means? Another edition of Pepper. That's right, Peppers. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of sort of not really, but um, it'll be some feel-good stuff. All right, so just to go ahead and let you know, uh, Scotty D, um, since they're not, there's, I can't find, I'm kind of being lazy and not really finding anything currently in the world of sports. I'm doing this day in history, and I'm doing three separate topics from three separate years. I mean, you guys can keep the format Brilliant. going, what you've been doing, but I figure I'd do something different. How you feel about that? All right, so here we go. This day in history, in 1974, Gary Player wins the second of his third Masters title, two strokes ahead of Dave Stockton and Tom Weisskopf. Yep, Gary Player, two out of three, 1974. This All right, day um, in history. Just, uh, we kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but um, we, I saw a recent poll online where 72, 72% of sports fans said that they will not go back to stadiums until there is a, um, I went, uh, not a cure, but a vaccine for COVID-19. And that just shows you, guys, we're, we, we're hoping to get through this over the summer, but it could be a year or years before sports start to look the same. Just makes you appreciate what we had and um, really hoping that we're able to get that vaccine and get things back to normal sooner rather than later. Be live over to you. Oh man, yeah. I mean that, and that's essentially what we were talking about earlier. The, um, fans are not there; they're reluctant to just jump right back into things. But so while um, while we're staying at home, um, another major league um, is joining the esports um, situational, as you would as you would put it. So, Major League Baseball is starting a um is launching a first is launching the first competitive major league baseball the show league which is a um baseball game that's um on um consoles and that actually starts this Friday where there's gonna be I believe what it looks like there's gonna be right. a player representative from all thirty teams and they're competing in a twenty nine game regular season. So regular season begins Friday and will last through April 28th. Games will take place every one to two days with three to five, three-inning matchups played each game day. So I guess um, the first game will take place Friday at 9 p.m. where um, Tampa Bay Rays pitcher Blake Snell and Cincinnati Reds reliever Amir Garrett face off on Snell's Twitch channel. And then um, conversations are taking place with the league's broadcast partners to potentially televise some of the games sources had told ESPN. So we're going to see some competitive esports when it comes to baseball. Might be interesting. Eddie Cool, the ball. 
the only bad part about it is we won't see Amir Garrett fight nobody. So I was a little, little sad about that. What that? You remember you remember Amir Garrett, don't you, Scotty D? No. I see you remember Amir Garrett, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. From the Reds, they, from the Reds and the Pirates fought last year. Ah. Yeah, Amir Garrett. Yeah, Amir <laughs> yeah, Garrett. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, Reds relieve Amir. I'm like, oh, you want the channel? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mr. Nine Feet Tall. I'm going to beat everybody and got the hell out the way. All right, so now that I have the ball, and since we're on baseball, this day in history, back in 1969, was the first Major League Baseball game played outside of the United States. And it was played in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. It was an expansion year for a brand new team called the Montreal Expos. Don't ask me how to say that in French, all right? So the Expos hosted, at the time, the reigning, the defending National League champions, St. Louis Cardinals. And guess what? The Expos won their first home game by a score of 8-7. to seven. And now the Montreal Expos Champs. are known as the Washington Nationals. All right. Um, yep, so the champs. We you, lo- it looked like we were going to get an opportunity to watch some live sports when Dana White somehow was going to secure an island and uh, have uh, have UFC pay-per-view on an island, uh, some secret getaway <laughs> place. And ultimately, the bosses at ESPN and Disney asked him to stand down, and he did. And it would have been cool to watch Tony Ferguson take on Justin Gaethje. But I tell you, if something went wrong, it would have been – it would have been something the UFC would have had a hard time coming back for. So as much as I am going to uh, be disappointed to not watch any live fighting coming up here, I got to believe that not, not having this fight this weekend is the right thing to do. Over to you, B-Lad. Yeah, and um, I do agree with that. I admit some that um, tragedy, unfortunately. So um, I was uncomfortable with that to begin with, but I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad yeah. it's not happening. As much as we want to see yeah, live sports, I was, un- I was uncomfortable. No, with that. no, no. <laughs> I was All going right, to watch. So, yeah, 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 I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch. All right. So, um, and we alluded to this earlier when we were talking about the NBA with the um, horse challenge, but um, I would like to take a moment of time to um, to say, tell the results of the quarterfinals. Where um we had Trey Young going against Chauncey Billups and Chauncey Billups actually comes up victorious over Trey Young. So um also Tamika Catchings versus Mike Conley Jr. Mike Conley is victorious against her. And the third matchup um featured the high flyer Zach Levine versus um Paul Pierce and Zach Levine comes up victorious in that horse competition and the fourth and final competition with um, Chris Paul versus Allie Quigley and Allie Quigley defeats CP3. So now it sets up for the semifinal matchup, which I do believe is coming up um, on April 16th at 9 p.m. on ESPN and streaming on the ESPN app. Eddie Cool, the ball. Cut the check, ESPN. Also, um, yeah, then, then we got the iRacing on Fox Sports 1, which is starting to turn into real-life NASCAR because we got Bubba Wallace getting mad last week, Oof. and then we got a fella making oh, they, slurs. They, they doing the um, most. I wild. Was, I, I was <laughs> wild. That, I thought about making that my pepper point, but that, that made me a little hot when I heard it. I was like, really, dude? Y'all, you you off the chain with it. That was But I'm like, we're going to leave that alone. Eddie Cool. But see, right there, that, that's why some people need. That's why. That's why some people need to stay in the house, so some people can get out the house. Anyway, <laughs> number three, tres This day in history, back in nineteen hundred and seventeen, the Chicago White Sox pitcher. I'm a butcher's name, but you might not know who he is. Chicago White Sox pitcher Ed. Sakate no hits the St. Louis Browns eleven. To why? Zero. Why? Now, why would that name sound familiar? I'll ask me why. Is, why does his name sound familiar? 
I'll tell you why. Because he was one of eight players involved in the Black Sox scandal of the 1919 World Series. And he was one of many players that were banned for life forever for Major League Baseball. Goes to show, kids. Only bet when you in Vegas. All right. That Finally, um, I did watch oh, the debacle last weekend that was WrestleMania. It was, it was pretty much terrible top to bottom, but it was an effort. Mm. And that brings me back to Vince McMahon. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but his XFL league was recently shut down and it will cease operations in 2021. There will be no more XFL. Over to you, B-Live. <laughs> this how we're doing things? That's how, that's, that's how, you, that's how, that's how you're going to yeah, finish it off. Yeah. That's all right. Oh, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, you know what? It, you, you're wrong. <laughs> You're still wrong, but I, I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm gonna take the higher road. I'm gonna take the higher road. I just ooh, I'm gonna take the higher road because oh no no I'm I'm gonna no if he go low you take it to the, the flow no but go ahead because my third pepper point <laughs> is on a somber note. So I'm gonna take the higher road. I'm not gonna stoop no. to Scotty D's level. When I when I mentioned my third, because he almost took me to where I was going <laughs> to just change my pepper point, but no, I want to pay respects, and where we um we've spoken about um some a couple of victims of COVID nineteen, but this also this is actually unrelated to COVID nineteen, but um respect to um former Minnesota Vikings and um Seattle Seahawks quarterback Tavares Jackson who passed away Sunday in a car crash. Um, he was 36 years old, which is just is too young. You're young, a year younger than both um, Eddie Cool and myself. So it's one of those things where it's tragic. Where uh, my prayers go out to his family and everything like that. Um, he was um, at the time um, that of his passing, he was um, he was a quarterbacks coach at Tennessee State. Um, university, and then before that, he was a quarterback, um, quarterbacks coach at his alma mater of Alabama State University. So, um, again, our condolences and prayers go to his family, and um, so, but definitely to all families affected and everything that's going on right now. Um, we here at the Sports Bros. We're here with you through and through. Yep, here with you through and through, man. It's always sad to hear that uh, our condolences go out to the Towns family as well as the Jackson family. Uh, loss is hard. Loss is tough. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, I have been down that road of losing a mother. Um, it's one of those things you'll never be ready for, and I'm pretty sure Tavares Jackson was a husband or a brother. Or something, or some, or, or somebody important to some, you know, something he was important to someone. So it's just, um, yeah, man, you, you, you never know, man. You got to live your life to the fullest. And that about does it for another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. And of course, thank you as always for listening. Um, you can check out the Sports Bros on all of our social media platforms. You can find it right here below in the description box. And as always, do something nice for yourself. If you can, do something nice for someone else too. Especially now more than ever. They're greatly appreciated. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast.